right, everyone. Welcome to the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. I'm your host, Coin Icarus, or Phil, however you want to address me. And joining me today is longtime Bitcoiner. And I would say, like, you know, one of the biggest uh, Bitcoin YouTubers. People know him as uh, Adam Meister, but they may also know him as the Bitcoin Meister, or as I've heard him refer to himself as many different other type of Meisters. Adam Meisterman, thank you so much for joining me on my pod. This is really cool. Oh, yeah, man. It's great <laughs> to be here. The Disrupt Meister, whatever Disrupt you want to call me. I got, it was a great last name. To, it's a great last name to have. It, the it best. comes in handy. It, it is, comes in handy. Man, it is the best. And uh, again, thank you so much for joining me. And, you know, I, I can already see, like, we had a little bit of a chat right before this. And I can already see we've got good flow together. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, tell me, um, before before Bitcoin, you know, where were you? How did you find it? Like, let's get into the, the details. Well, I was in Baltimore. I was uh, born and raised in Baltimore, which also starts with the B. Maybe it was destiny, all you conspiracy theorist people out there. Anyway, so I was, I was in Baltimore. I was into making Baltimore a better place. Uh, I, I was part of a project that got all these people to move to this one rundown block in Baltimore City and just fix it up by living there. Not by like flipping the houses, but by like living in the freaking houses in the challenging area in Reservoir Hill. And it was one big party. It was awesome. It was a low cost of living, to say the least. The house cost me $41,000. And uh, it was a really fun time. I learned a lot. I was into uh, being uh, an activist. Uh, I definitely wasn't, uh, you know, the, the libertarian minded person that I was then. I I believe the government could, uh, could could fix a lot of stuff. I wasn't as uh, well, I learned the hard way about the government uh, through dealing with the Baltimore City government. But 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 during this the, the later part of this adventure in Baltimore, uh, we had the economic crisis in the late two uh, thousands, and uh, around that time I started uh, you know listening to uh, or, or reading alternative economic websites and just getting a different. Uh, flow, uh, a different opinion about how maybe uh, the economy could be run or it could be free or how the state could, you know, uh, an introduction to anarchism. Uh, Doug Casey, uh, it comes to mind as a person I, I started uh, hearing about and, and reading about. And uh, the, the Doug Casey stuff kind of led me to other people who were talking about this Bitcoin thing. I, I You know, if you were into alternative economic sites in 2010, uh, or 2011 or 2009, whenever, you know, I really, I don't know the exact date I first heard the word Bitcoin. It, it could have been as early as 2010. It had to be by, it had to be by 2011, definitely by 2011. So that's when I heard, but I was like, yeah, yeah it sounds hard. And, but it, it was interesting to me. It was, you know, a private money. That was the thing that grabbed me first, private that it wasn't a, a government because by then I started, didn't like the government very much <laughs> anymore. <laughs> uh, but I, I was beginning to, to learn and, and, you know, want to explore different places. Uh, and, you know, 2012, you started hearing about it more. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was a little bit more so tempted then. And I remember 2013, there was a pump probably at the beginning of the year or something like that. And I, I didn't buy, but I, I, I I'd heard of Mount Gox by then you know, that it was how you'd have to send your money away or something like that. And that scared me. Uh, but but I was interested and I, more and more people were talking about it in the circles that I read. And finally, at the end of 2013, finally, um, Coinbase came around mm -hmm. and I uh, it was November. It was the middle of November of 2013. I, I bought two of them 
And uh, that from there, I was like, because there was a pump going on then. And I had FOMO. I had, that's why I decided to do, I had FOMO and I didn't have to send my money to Japan. I could just do it like a normal human being. uh, Because Coinbase made it, I mean, I know it's kind of rough saying it like that, but it was, you could do it in a normal way. Just send your money to an, an entity in the United States. And all of a sudden it would show that you had two Bitcoin and from there, I was on fire. I mean, I was, it was Thanksgiving was after that. And I was telling all my friends about it. I'm like, Oh, I bought it for 600. It's now it's almost a thousand. Oh, look at this. It's so great. And then it crashed. But, um, I, I stuck around with it and through 2014, 2015, I would buy little bits here and there, and maybe more than little bits here and there. And, uh, I made my first video though. I was so excited in December of 2013. I believe it was December of 2013. I made my first video and I didn't make my second until like 2014, but 2015, um, I really, uh, I ramped up the videos a bit because I actually decided to get off my toothless and I go to a Bitcoin conference. I went, and I, I went gung ho. I didn't just go to any Bitcoin con- conference. I still had that Doug Casey thing in my head. He used to talk about Africa, like was the future. You could make a lot of money in Africa. So I went to the South first South African uh, Bitcoin conference in uh, Cape Town. And that was a really good uh, experience, really good experience. I, I met and, and people there. Uh, and, uh, th- then I, I started making the videos really constantly in, in, in 2016, but, and really ramping up my buying in 2016 also. So that's my interest story, uh, <laughs> for, for all the people not familiar. Okay. So that, by the way, that, that is absolutely epic. I mean, you know, just to be there from the beginning like that and just to see that, you know, everything growing, um, that must've been really cool. Uh, just to go into the, the first South African Bitcoin conference, um, the first that, African one. Yeah, African. I mean, African one. So what it was, was April 2015? Had April you ever been to Africa? Like, so you just no. I never. <laughs> so, I never been to Africa. So, so I figured had, <laughs> I wanted to travel. Uh, I had I had sold the house in Baltimore in uh, at the beginning of 2014. So I wanted to, and I had spent some time in LA. Uh, after that, but I wanted to go beyond LA and go beyond uh, the international. Dest- I, I'd been to Uruguay uh, because, I, as I said before the show, I had relatives there. But I wanted to take it to a new level. I wanted to. I still had that Doug Casey spirit of, uh, you know, what is this Africa thing all about? So, uh, you know, kill two uh, two birds with one stone. There, see Africa and uh, do this Bitcoin thing. And yeah, that was uh, wow. Yeah, I. I I never been to Africa, and uh, and unfortunately, my traveling then was really weird. Like, I spent like less than a week there. Like, I thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, I, that that is yeah. not a short flight, my friend. No, and I did it pretty <laughs> cheap. There were like three stops. I had I had a big layover oh. in London. I, I remember the layover in London, but I got to learn learn about uh, the London. It was a Heathrow. I had. It was it was the, mm-hmm. the big one. Whatever. Yep, it's Heathrow. Um, yeah, I got to learn about that airport and how, how like so many they do they do things a lot different than American airports. I, I remember that. It, it, uh, well, I, well, I learned that soon by traveling everywhere because I wasn't just going uh, to to Africa after that. You know, by by 2017, I was going everywhere. I just didn't didn't live anywhere. I just go from one Airbnb to another, uh, and that that was sort of the start of it then, but uh, not not quite the start of it <laughs> of the of the radical traveling. And I, I really. The radical traveling started basically in, in 2016. So, um, okay, let's let's talk about the uh, about the show because right away you started mentioning. So when? So okay, when did you? You said you first started making videos in 2014, 13. But I, okay, I should so, take a, I should take a step back so, when yeah. I was a Baltimore when I was a Baltimore activist. Uh, 
uh, quote unquote activist, whatever the heck I was, talk complaining about Reservoir Hill, complaining about the neighborhood, uh, well, that comp- but trying to call out politicians. I made videos uh, about Baltimore since what, 2008. Um, so the YouTube channel was established as a Baltimore channel in 2008. So I was very comfortable with making videos and, oh. and, and, and social media type of stuff. Uh, and right away I noticed well, nobody cared about Baltimore, even the people in Baltimore. But once I started talking about Bitcoin, um, there was much more interest in Bitcoin than Baltimore, uh, not surprisingly. And uh, eventually I, I totally, I didn't stop making the Baltimore videos till 2014. So there was a time I was making both still. I was making, definitely still making Baltimore videos for quite some time, but I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. So I, it was the, the you, it was called Baltimore Hourly. And I still have, you know, email addresses. And I, I think you can probably still get to my YouTube channel by type by searching for Baltimore Hourly. But I changed the name to Bitcoin Meister. Um, okay, so so why? I guess okay, because I mean, every single one of us as a content creator does it for different reasons. Uh, I, I mean, knowing your you know your story and that you know you accumulated Bitcoin and why you know whatnot. Why did you? Why did you decide to start creating content? What was the? I mean, I understand you have the back uh, the backstory of creating content, but why specifically creating content for Bitcoin? Well, I the first show that I did in 2013, I just was so proud and so happy that I you know stuck it to the man. I thought I was sticking <laughs> it to the man by getting this Bitcoin. So that's the reason I did the first. I, I wanted to show you know Obama was president and there was all, all, all these. Uh, uh, people were, I think, a little bit blowing it out of proportion what he could do. I mean, what I eventually learned is that you control yourself. It doesn't matter who the president is. But back then, I thought, you know, well, Obama could lead us down. Uh, he could destroy me economically. And now I, I'm doing something to, to to fight back. So that that was the reason I made mean, the first one. But why why could do the second, you know, the, the others? And I guess the first few others, again, I was still, you know, just proud of myself. Like, I, I thought Bitcoin needed marketing, too. I wanted others to join me. I, I just, I, I wanted there to be an outreach uh, and, and, it's, and, and kind of tell my story and, uh, you know, convert some people at, at first. But uh, then I, I don't, then it just became like a natural thing almost. Like I, I, I enjoyed doing it and I was getting good feedback from people. And, you know, the, the channel was growing much faster than it was uh, when it was just about Baltimore. So there's just, uh, you know, for, this is before <laughs> YouTube has reconfigured its algorithm many a time since yes. then. And, and there are a lot more people on YouTube. And you, you back then, having a Bitcoin YouTube channel was pretty unique. There weren't that many people. There definitely weren't altcoin channels. Like now, most of the crypto on, on uh, YouTube for quite some time, since 2017, I yes. would say, is not about Bitcoin at all. Not at all. But back then, there was nothing about altcoins at all. So, and there was hardly anything about Bitcoin. There was like Tai Zen w- w- was around back then. Uh, Omar, who's crypto, he, he was around uh, back then. And then there were some other guys. Oh, you know who was around back then? What's his face? Uh, <laughs> the, the guy from South Carolina that got into uh, the BitConnect, that, that got into oh, trouble. Oh, wait, uh, Trevon James? Uh, Tra- Trevon, Trevon yep. James. Trevon James was around uh, back in you know, when I'm saying back then, I'm saying like 2016, because, yep. you know, back in 2013, 14 and 15, I didn't make that many. And they really it was really disconnected. You couldn't really find anyone. It was hard, hard to even just find anyone back then. And I, I want to say you say, you know, congratulations for getting in so early in 2013. One thing to remember is in 2013, I did not think I was an OG. I didn't think this. Oh, I'm, I'm in here early. I'm going to be an original. I thought I was late. 
people people are like, oh, we missed it at two dollars. Now it's six hundred dollars. We're late. And it took me a while to figure that out. Like, it, you know, it, it, after the Bitcoin halving, I started figuring of 2016. I was like, wait a second. I was super early here, but it's still super early. I was saying in 2016, I, I got a much better perspective. So at first, my perspective was really warped of like how early it was. But I think most people, when they get in, they, their perspective is warped at first about how early they are. And it depends. You know, it's very important to clear that up in your head. The faster you clear that up in your head, uh, the wealthier you will become because you'll be like, wait a second, you know, 600 is still cheap or a thousand still is cheap. And today, today, you know, 58,000 still is cheap, but it, it's just, it takes people a, a long time to, it, it takes certain people a long time to figure that out. Uh, it didn't, didn't take me that long to figure that out. Thank God. Thank, thank God. <laughs> but uh, there are plenty of people still stuck in that mentality. There, there are guys that I'm sure regret it uh, in, in 2013 they, they could have bought a lot for 600 and just were like, oh, I am so sad I couldn't get it for $14 or whatever. And then they never bought any. That, that's terrible uh, to, to be in. But, but, but anyway, go, going back, uh, yeah, uh, I just, I was, I got, I got addicted to, to making the videos. It became part of my lifestyle. And I was, I was, again, and then people, you know, they start sending you uh, all sorts of support. <laughs> people, <laughs> people would send you, you big, <laughs> I, I, um, my original donation address, I, I was I was given uh, uh, through a, a lot of people. Uh, they, they sent me like a little bit over a bitcoin. So back then it was worth like six hundred dollars. Oh my god! And, and as cor- of course most people know, I've never sold a bitcoin for fiat. Pound that like button. So that thing is a uh, yeah. It's it's worth more. <laughs> it's somewhere that that one one point one two bitcoin or whatever I raised in from twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen. It's somewhere. It's it's still mine. <laughs> That's amazing. Seriously, yeah, that that is absolutely and, awesome. Another good another good story about how you know early it was. I uh, there were some you know you really get in touch. Well, you really meet whatever when you do a YouTube show and you have interaction with the chatters, whether it be Bitcoin or, or any subject matter. If you get enough people, you are actually going to encounter people who are insane, um, who are really insane. And just yes. and so I had this one troll in a chat and he was just being insane. And um, I, I think he was. And I said, dude, you got to pay the troll tax or I'm not I'm not interacting with you. And I'm like, send me 0.02 Bitcoin, which at the, at the time was actually like twenty dollars. And he sent me 0.02 Bitcoin. And now what, what is 0.02 Bitcoin? It's like uh, over a thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. The troll tax, baby. I never cashed in the troll tax. That's the amazing. Tax. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a good one. So you know what? You, you mentioned something uh, really interesting that I want to go back to is um, so because I came in at the tail end of 2016 through uh, medium of exchange. Uh, was not here for the number go up technology was just here because I hated the government and want and I found this money that said fuck you to them and I got to use it so it was great Um, that is something that I noticed exactly what you said and that is how I found your channel um, was because you were one of the very few channels that would just talk to me about bitcoin instead of shilling me a whole bunch of shit coins and that was to me anyways like I was like hey I'm like this this guy's interesting, you know, he's, he's doing what, like, what I think is cool. And so let me ask you this, because something that Nico and I on, on Simply Bitcoin, right? Like we noticed, like the shit coiners have certain tactics, right? To, to suck you in. Did you, did you, um, 
did you change how you do your content to try to, you know, fight fire with fire, so to speak? Well, yeah, at first, obviously, the, the first couple years, uh, 2013 to 15, I had no problems with altcoin because there were no altcoin yeah. shillers at all. <laughs> so I would talk about Litecoin. Um, when I originally joined uh, the Bitcoin world, I thought Litecoin could be, uh, you know, I, I was one of those people that had that logic in their head. Well, Bitcoin did so well, Litecoin could do so well. Mm -hmm. But through, you know, by, by 2015, when everything, when the price of Bitcoin was $200, and when I was at that South African conference, people were talking about how low will it go? Will it go below this $200? So I, I had already, you know, I, I knew that these, these altcoin things, they weren't the they weren't going to save anybody's butt at that at that point. But once I started seeing uh, the the altcoin shilling and just how it really increased exponentially at this same point in the cycle in 2017. At this point in 2017, um, two hundred ten thousand blocks ago, it just it took over the the Ethereum flipping talk, and and then by the end of 2017, the the, the ICOs, and I I just I couldn't believe it. So like. I made an, uh, you know, a really a big attempt to just be like, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about any of this stuff. I'm going to call it out as, and my saying came about, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Like that was my way of fighting. There is no next Bitcoin, and I, I, I would, I would use that. I still use that saying to this day. People still ask me about altcoins, and sometimes I'll be just, I'll answer. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. And they'll be like, you didn't talk about my altcoin. I'm like, yes, I did. That's that's my answer. That's my answer to, the, to all of them. Pound that like button, baby. But uh, <laughs> so that was, uh, I, I, you know, fight fire with fire. That's a, I, I, you know, I believe all those people have a right to talk about their altcoins and sure. all those altcoins have a right to exist. I don't want to destroy those altcoins. I think they should be out there. I actually have spoken about how if, if these I can't stop people from creating altcoins. Okay. If they want to create altcoins, they should make them all uh forks or airdrops of Bitcoin. That's what I said, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll get them for free. And then I turn in the Bitcoin. That's, right. That's what you that is what they should be. And then we, we don't everybody be a lot happier then. Uh no, but, but they they could they could they could do what they That's want to it. do. Um, but I, I mean behind the scenes, what happens? is that these ICO people, altcoin people, they contact you, they offer you lots of money to, mm -hmm. to shield the stuff. And so you'll see, you'll wonder like, why is this ICO being talked about by all these people all of a sudden? It's because they're being paid. Like I, <laughs> uh, recently I've like even, I've talked about how, I mean, these, these aren't ICOs, but like weird exchanges from Asia that do things with NFTs or whatever have contacted me and like, no. But I warn people, I'm like, you're gonna hear about this soon. Because if they contacted me on Twitter, and they're smart enough to call me Adam on Twitter. They've done their research and they know that they haven't done good enough research to know that I'm not going to talk about it, but they've got a list of people with their names mm -hmm. and they're going to contact DM a lot of people. And some of those people will definitely, uh, you know, we talk about uh, Trevon James and stuff like that. He had no shame. He deep pump anything. I mean, that was his, that was his whole thing. And, you know, more, <laughs> the thing is he tried to do a comedy routine and he was, he's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, and, but some people are so ignorant. They, um, they just believe and They're like, I will do whatever that dude does. And did they get, Ooh, just some lightning and thunder out there. They, uh, <laughs> somebody up there has a light yeah. on James. Uh, no, 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 but, uh, he has bad yeah, karma they, they, at this point. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that people followed a bunch of influencers. It wasn't just Trevon, no, no. uh, into, into BitConnect. It's insane that people couldn't think for themselves. I mean, there were plenty 
there were more people in the BitConnect days saying it is a scam. Oh my than, God. Than, than that, than Trevon, than Trevon James people. But people chose to, to follow this guy who clearly was a joker, who clearly, um, he had some issues. I mean, he's, he had a weak hand. I mean, he had his, somebody, he, what I, what I dislike about certain content creators and it's most content creators, they erase their videos. I don't erase any of my yep. videos. All 2000 of my freaking old videos are out there. If you want to explore them, go do what you want to do. If you want to copy and paste them, do take, put them to places. I mean, I've actually said this for a while. If someone would, if, I, I wish someone would, would like create an Adam Meister short channel of all my highlights. Cause I don't have time to do it. Uh, but uh, these dudes, Trevon James, the other guy, uh, Craig, uh, what was his name? Craig in Florida. I forgot his name. Craig, Craig Grant. Grant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and at first, I, I they they, uh, they they took down all their stuff. Many different times they would take, not just when they got in trouble, nope. but just when they were wrong. And the people had the memories of guppies that they couldn't remember that Trevon was saying one thing on one day and then the next day he was saying a completely nothing thing. I mean, that's their fault. I mean, it's, and, and that they believed this guy to the edge of the world to follow him up the mountain with BitConnect when he's like had days where he's like, oh, well, th this one's good. And then by the end of the day, he's like, no, I dumped it or whatever. You know, you, you follow someone that that's impulsive, uh, just because things are, I mean, it's, it's insane. You, I'm not here as a freaking guru here. I'm not here. I'm here to just tell people how to, you know, just use their freaking brains and not put people on, don't put people on pedestals. Don't buy the late, don't get into the latest trends. And if you do learn from the latest trend that you just got knocked down on because Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. There are so many altcoin flavors of the month. I have been through so many of them and some are sketchier than others. Obviously, BitConnect and, and especially one one coin wasn't even a real thing. But I mean, people bought but bought in, into one coin that was before BitConnect. But uh, it's it's just like people are still looking for the next Bitcoin, and they don't get. It's just there are going to be all sorts of altcoin flavor of the month that all sorts of quote unquote influencers and are going to get behind. They're just and just don't don't fall for it, dudes. That you're going you'll if you're here long enough, you're going to learn and see like oh. Oh, that, that, that IOTA, this is the new IOTA now, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> we are, this is the new EOS. This is the new, whatever the, whatever it was. There's so many names. I can't remember all of them now. The flavors of the months, they come and go. And sometimes they come back uh, for a teeny bit, you know, <laughs> exactly. you know, you know but it, it's, it's, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. They never, they will never become Bitcoin. They don't have the stability of Bitcoin. And uh, you said you came for the, the medium of exchange. Mm -hmm. I said the first thing that in intrigued me was the, uh, just private private money, mm -hmm. but soon after I, I I saw everything you could do. That this is a way to protect your wealth. It's a newfangled savings account. When I went to freaking Zimbabwe and the people couldn't get their money out of the freaking country, I saw how it was a way to 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 you know avoid uh, government uh, confiscations or. Uh, or uh, whatever it's called. I forget the, the, the correct name there. Uh, censorship. Borderless, borderless, censorship, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I, really, I really saw it uh, firsthand. Uh, they put the limits the, uh, on your, your bank accounts. You're stuck in their system. But with Bitcoin, you're, you're totally out of the system. So I really, I gained a lot of knowledge. But initially in 2011, you know, I didn't care about, I didn't know about those things really. really. I mean, I knew about savings account and preserving your wealth. Preserving your wealth, I, I I jumped on that pretty early on too. But I mean, the first thing I thought, just I mean, I was always have loved the internet and, and and digital type of stuff. So digital private money was really just cool to me at first. But it it goes way beyond that, especially when you start to travel and you see some of the financial restrictions some of these other countries have on their people. That's right, and in North America, right, or we'll say in Westernized, uh, you know, countries where the money is 
we'll say not as bad, people people take it for granted and people yeah, don't yeah. realize. Yeah, the word I was looking for is capital controls. We don't mm. we don't have capital controls That's like right. Zimbabwe did, or, or uh, I mean, we have certain. I mean, on a certain level, there's there's capital control, but horrific capital controls where you just cannot get your money out of the country at all. Um, no, that, that, that I mean, like China or something like that. We don't need it in the United States. We really, but some people freaking need it if they're going to preserve any of, of their wealth or if they're going to have any financial freedom. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of uh, people around the world that really do need it. Uh, but it, it uh, just because we don't need it doesn't mean maybe we won't need it one day. And but it, it doesn't mean it can't help us because it, it can help us because our, our wealth, if. If you were still valuing your wealth in, in United States dollars, if you you know you think, oh, my, my bank account, I've got a savings account. No, that's it. You're long, dude. No, no, no. You got to have, we are forced to get some sort of real asset now. American citizens, if you want to preserve your wealth, I mean, some people don't care about preserving wealth. They just nope. want to spend, 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 spend. And you can live quite nice, spend, 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 spend. I mean, we're in, it's such a, a world of abundance here in the United States. But if you want to preserve any of your wealth, you've got to buy some asset. And Bitcoin is the best freaking asset out there. My experience with houses, with real estate, that was a really good thing to learn about because you you see how people are always so you can make so much money with real estate, you can make it, but there's it's stuck. You're stuck in that jurisdiction. You're at the mercy of freaking Baltimore City. And their their insane tax regime, and now their insane virus regime, and all this you you, you never know. And you're going to get fined for this. They're going to have a new law that um you know you, you, you can't you know new lead law or new sidewalk law or new water law. You know you don't and you can't just take your house with you out of the country. You can't just sell your house very easily. You know you need all sorts of third parties. And, uh, and you just can't, you know, oh, and people are like, oh, Section 8 is so easy. You just get Section 8 people. people. <laughs> Again, that's when you join a government program. I mean, you you, you think a government program, it, you believe that nonsense. It's all rosy and, and, and rainbows and unicorns. Section 8 is a horrifying disaster. You are not a landlord. You are a land slave to the tenant. You really are. People, people call it landlord. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're a slave to your tenant in some of these progressive cities, okay? They don't have to pay you a darn thing. If they've got a, a, a little bit of brain in their head, they can stretch it out for so long. They can sue you. They can do anything to you. So that, real estate, not a good asset. You can't take it with you. So it's an attack vector. Bitcoin, not an attack vector. You can do anything. You can just pick up a go and start a new life. If you're a real estate mogul, you can't just do that. No, no. You can't. You can't do that. I have to admit, real estate, um, real estate never uh, appealed to me. I mean, obviously, with the exception of you know owning my own home, uh, you know, so I took to that brainwashing very easily. Um, but in terms of uh, you know owning real estate that you know people rent from you and stuff like that, uh, you know, to me, like I understand that it generates income, but it, it, like you just said, like to me, it just seems like too much of a hassle. You know, no, it's, it's horrible. It, it's 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 a, it's not where there's ma- so much maintenance. You have to be insurance every year with Bitcoin. Is there maintenance? If you put a, your insurance, it's a one time insurance policy. You buy the Trezor for 150 bucks. That's it. You paid your 150 dollar insurance forever with with the, the insurance rates in Baltimore City go up every single year. Thousands a year. Thousands a year you pay. It keeps going up and up and up. And uh, it's the maintenance of the house. The tenants require, they're like, oh, can you get me a new this, a new that, a new whatever, a new, and you need to get a new roof. Even at your own house, you need to, you know, you need, there's all sorts of things that fall apart. Being a renter, it can be really freaking 
awesome, actually. I mean, you don't you can just pick up and leave. You don't have to fix anything. Um, you're you're not tight. You're not paying the tax. I mean, you're indirectly paying taxes or whatever. But um, it's. I mean, I, I don't want. I am not encouraging people to, to to do horrible things to landlords, which some renters do. But I myself, I do not own any houses. I mean, at one time, I owned two houses in, in Baltimore city that I got for, for very, very, very cheap. Both, both are worth less than, well, both I paid for what I paid for each one is what a, is less than what a Bitcoin is now. Okay. A Bitcoin is worth 58,000 right now. I never paid more than $58,000 for a house in Baltimore city. Never. I mean, it's, 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 it, it, and that's just, that's just another, uh, when I, when I think back to it, it just shows how awesome and how owning Bitcoin is, is so cool that like, I own many Baltimore city houses now, but they're, they're Bitcoins. <laughs> so, they're, 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 and they're much easier to maintain. <laughs> so let me ask you, so let me ask you this, right? Because like now you've seen a couple of like, this is like your third having that you've seen. If I, well, I don't, I, it's, I saw, so I saw the 2016 one. I, I mean, I saw the, this is my third pump. Okay. Third pump. My third okay. pump. Cause so, I didn't see the 2012 having, but 2013 pump I, I saw, and I saw how the 2017, and the, and the 2014 dump, that's ah, very important okay. to know too. So 2018 dump didn't shock me at all. I was I was prepared for it. I saw Bitcoin go to two, down to 200. I saw it go down to 3,000. So I am right now ready for 2022. There are a lot of people yep. saying, yeah, it can't, it can't happen again. It's different this time. But I'm prepared. Yep. I am prepared. I am prepared for Bitcoin to crash to $60,000 in uh, 2022. <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared. Bit- I'm prepared for that. Bitcoin's dead at 60K. Here we go. Uh, it's funny that you say that because I, I also think that this is where we are right now is where we're going to crash to um, in 2022. But, um, okay, let me ask you this. Are, okay, so this is my impression because my first, you know, the, the, the first real major crash that I saw was the one down to 3K. Uh, I was here right before the massive ICO or at the beginning of the massive ICO boom. Is this, so I personally feel that the shit coining is worse this time around. I, I feel that like the noise has gotten louder. What? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> what are your it, thoughts? It, there's more, it, there are more people, but you should consider it a positive, but there's so many more on ramps. There was no Robin Hood type of thing. Okay. It, one, one of the reasons the, that, that it's, it's bigger this time is because of Robin Hood and because of this whole new man and the printing of money that's been going on. Uh, that that wasn't going on last time, and that people are stuck at home still. They, they shouldn't be. They could they, they should go out. In the United States, anyone can go out now. But people are. It got this mentality where they're stuck at home. The only way they can make money, well, they're getting a government check, so they're speculating on that government money. And they, everybody thinks they're a trader. It's a lot easier to think you're a trader now than it was uh, beforehand. Mm-hmm. And there's the, the the whole GameStop thing. Like there are a lot of people that want pure revenge on the wealthy, on the government. And even I said back in my day, I wanted some sort. That is not a healthy attitude to have. I admit that I thought I was getting back in the game. It's not good. You, just try to better yourself. If you want it like this, people buying Dogecoin to get revenge on rich people and the government, you've lost it. You've lost it. That no, no, don't do this. Your, your fault. It's a trap. It's a trap, dude. Like, think logically. What is going to really get you wealthy? What's going to get you wealthy in the long run? In the long run, some coin that no one is working. That's a meme. That other that the only reason it's going up is because there are other like-minded people like you that think you're sticking it to the man, or or, or that it, it's funny or something like that. And that's that, that's that, that's that's not going to work. Take take a positive spin. What's going to make you wealthier here? What's going to preserve your wealth? And it, it isn't isn't Dogecoin, but for temporarily 
Um, right now, it appears that Dogecoin, you are smacking around the rich people. You, you feel like the way the media is portraying it and a lot of people are portraying it is like, you are getting revenge, but you're not. You're really not. In the long run, they will be laughing at you. Some of these rich people that you think you're they, you're getting back at by buying these, uh, by Doge, specifically Dogecoin there. So it, it is bigger this time. DeFi didn't exist last time. I predicted DeFi would be bigger than ICOs. It is yes, bigger than ICOs. I totally agree. It is, it is much bigger. And there's some interesting things they're doing over in DeFi. I mean, whatever, let them do what they're doing over there. And, you know, the ICO stuff, that was interesting what they were doing on a certain level because one day – the entire stock market, the, the traditional stock market will be like, it should be as easy. If you want to start a company, you should be able to just say, I'm issuing uh, shares, buy them through my ICO. It should, instead of having to do it through the New York Stock Exchange, do it through all these SEC formalities and whatever. So they were onto something with the ICOs. Um, you know, yeah, I, I really I really think that 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 really, uh, that people should be able to create their own coins. I support freaking Facebook's ability to have their own money. Any let them the 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 United States the countries of the world are scared of the competition. They know a company can create a better coin than a, a third rate money. country than the third rate Facebook. If they were allowed to really really print their own money immediately, their money would be better than Argentina's money or South Africa's money. Immediately, immediately it would be better. Well, um, so, I, and so I think individuals should be able to do it. I have no problem with it. No, no problem. So, so ICOs were, were cool and inspiring that type of mentality, but going back to your, your question, it's, it's much bigger this time. The altcoins and people who weren't around are a little scared because we're hearing the same things. Oh, Bitcoin is, is so boring. Look at what this does. Look how great DeFi is. The flippening is coming. And I, I told people this summer that when when Ethereum was at 3%, I'm like, it's going to get to 6% oh, yeah. because, and, and now it's already gotten to 6%. So I, that was just a conservative, uh, pretty, it, it was probably going to get to 10% again. Now it looks like with the momentum that it has 10% uh, of a Bitcoin. I said, it's going to get to 6% of a Bitcoin, but, but people need to get you last time around Ethereum got to 12% or something. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. But that's right. The flipping the flipping talk. I don't know if we'll get that high, but the flipping talk will be louder this time. Oh and, yeah. And this, and this time around also, there are people, smart people out there that don't like Bitcoin at all that are all into this environmental nonsense mm. that are going to use these altcoins, especially Ethereum, to attack Bitcoin. You know, we're, Bitcoin is killing the environment, but look at this one. This yep. one isn't. And they don't, they don't care about Ethereum, some of these people. They just care about destroying Bitcoin, some people out there. You know, they, they still think their uh, gold or stocks are going to come back. So why, why not uh, destroy Bitcoin through this thing called Ethereum? Uh, and hey, let the best man win. Let the competition come out there. We know all of this environmental FUD is FUD. It's nonsense. But so the FUD is going to be more vicious this time. There's just a lot more players, uh, a lot bigger. Bitcoin is a much bigger target this time, uh, too. So it's 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 all bigger. It's 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 a uh, it's scaled up. It's totally scaled up. And uh, we'll we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. I, I'm very confident. Um, but I'm also going to tell you. I mean, you know, Ethereum Classic just pumped. Okay. I know. It, 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 like, it should be worth zero. It should be worth zero because it, it's it's already been it's been fifty one percent attacked and stuff. But it, we're going to see other crazy yes. stuff come back. Like like fourth rate ones are going to come back. And uh, you know, if someone wants to guess which one's going to. I mean, that's their thing. I'm not a gambler. Um, but we're we're we haven't we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it. But it can only last so long. And if by the time we get to October. October is the equivalent of December of 2017. Yes. So I, 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 I think we could, I think, I think Bitcoin will uh, probably hit a high in October. And, and from there, 
uh, our the whole crypto bull market will slowly uh, unwind, switch back into bear. Because I just I think there it is clearly fr- there's just a lot of irrational stuff going on in the entire space, and it's that sadly will take down Bitcoin's price too. But when things are going bad, all right, when, when during a down market, those altcoins deflate so much more than Bitcoin does. I mean, they, they lose 90, 98% of their value. So you, you don't want to be caught holding those bags. People flock, the people that stick around in crypto, they flock back into Bitcoin at, at that point, as we saw in 2018. So it's, I, one of my sayings is it's all cyclical. It's all cyclical. I don't want it to be, I don't want this all to happen in 2022, but I'm very prepared for it to happen, for it not to be different this time, for it to be like 2014 and 2018 again. But God almighty, to have Bitcoin be at $60,000 as a low of a bear market, that what, I mean, someone would have told me that, you know, back in 2013. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. So it's, it's still, it's, it's, it's still a preservation of wealth. Uh, for, for most people out there. Uh, and you know what? It, it will, it always returns to its all-time high. It will always return to its all-time high, uh, whatever that may be. One day closer to the all-time high. I said that for, and that was so great when it finally did return to its all-time high. What was it, in December of, of, of 20? I knew it would have, I had a beautiful rant of a show that day, I, I remember. Because there were so many... I mean, as I, I lived through it that first time when people said it is never going back to 1100. Yep. It was the Willie bot. It was the Willie bot that did it. It's never going back to 1100. And God almighty, I saw that thing go back to 1100. And then the same people said, it's never going back to $20,000. It's, you know, sell at 3000. Plenty of people sold at 3000. Oh yeah. Um, but I knew it would go back. I knew it would go back. And uh, whatever it reaches, it's, you know, if it reaches a hundred thousand this time, um, it'll, it'll get back there again too. There was a guy at work, okay, while we were sitting in those 3,000 lows, right? And, and Bitcoin was dead in the 3Ks. There was a guy at work who kept on telling me, it's too volatile. How do I know it's not going to go to 500 bucks? And I said to him, I said, you know what? You don't. And I'll tell you this. I'm buying the 3,000. And if it goes to 500, I'm buying the 500. I, this is what they don't understand uh, about Bitcoiners and, and hodlers. It's, once you understand what Bitcoin is and what it can do, and what it means for us. <laughs> you, 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 you give a very good example there. The, the strong hand holders out there, okay, they have a price where they're going to freaking back up the freaking truck. So I, <laughs> oh, knew, yeah. I knew when that thing was at 3000 it couldn't get much lower because I was like, if this thing gets down to $2,500, I'm buying I'm, I'm backing up the freaking truck on this. <laughs> and when we had the anomaly, you know, it, it's – it's it's not a perfect match, you know, 2014 and 2018 or 20, you know, 2020. Doesn't, doesn't 20, need to be. 20, but so we, with it, when the virus started, that was an anomalous day. We didn't have something equivalent to that in 2016, mm-hmm. okay? So that day, the whole world vomited financially. On March the 13th, the whole world vomited financially. And I, I recognize that thing right away. When it went down, I bought two Bitcoin in that, for, for a total of $10,000, okay? Because um, it went below yeah. four thousand for a little bit. It was there amazing. There were people selling because they just thought this is the end. It's going lower. Oh, I don't know. I mean, they were in total panic mode. They didn't get that you know this is a very weird thing that's going on. And this is the you know Bitcoin is on its way up, but it's you know on its way up there are there can be weird things uh, like like this that happens. So that that that's a uh, uh, an example. And when I really learned what. You know, the, the back of the truck thing mm-hmm. from 2018, that was implanted in my head 
in 2015 when I was in South Africa and Vinnie Lingham was giving a talk. Um, and that was the first time I'd ever really, I mean, I'd heard of him beforehand, but I hadn't really heard him talk. And um, he, he, he was, he, I think he asked a question or somebody asked him, uh, you know, how low will it go? And it was already at $230. And he said, I can't get that much lower than this. I think that's what he said. But there were people that were saying, you know, it's going to go to 150. And there was one dude, it's like, it's going to go to 50 and, and, and or below 100. And Vinnie Lingham said, dudes, I know people in Silicon Valley, it can't, they will back up the freaking truck if it goes that low. I mean, it's, it, he said it can't go below $100. It can't, and it didn't even get, it didn't even get close to, to challenging that. Because of that, there were enough smart people in Silicon Valley at that point that just, just, just knew like, you know, this thing is going to, it'll come back in some form or fashion, like 50. So um, there's just certain numbers that it can't return to because there are smart people out there that understand what it is that it's the future and just they will back up the truck and there's no doubt in my mind that sometime some you know i, I like to talk about how i bought those two bitcoin on that day um but there have been other days where i'm sure people hit their back up the truck number and uh you know really piled in nicely at uh, may, may, you know in november of, of 2018 or december of 2018 when it was stuck around 3000 and your friends worried about freaking turbulence there were dudes that were backing up the truck then that wasn't my back up the truck number <laughs> kind of you know no regrets no regrets oh yeah oh no absolutely i i mean when we hit those lows um back in early tw in uh, 2019 uh you know and we were sitting in that 3k in in that 3k region all I did was buy. I'm like, I'm never going to get another opportunity like this. Don't be an idiot. You know, like it's like a hundred percent. And then to your point, when we hit that COVID, you know, like that, that COVID day, when it dropped, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I, it, it's like, I, I couldn't find, I couldn't find fiat fast enough. You know, it's like, and there were so many of us that understood exactly what we were looking at, you know? So yes. Yeah. Because it didn't, it only was below, four thousand dollars for a few seconds yes I mean, that was the, the it, it hit the back up the i i was i got one of them at i got one of them in the low four thousands i i do i do something like that but it did not last very long because it was kind of like a double dip down like yeah. i was like i was like oh my god it's six thousand dollars what's going on i better buy some so i bought one but then a few you know 12 hours later whatever it was like even i was like whoa it went more i'm like another one baby another one and then it started you know becoming somewhat normal again uh but uh, yeah I, i'm glad you did well that day. but there are people oh man i i've heard of stories that people were just they were panic stricken and they just let the overall world the aura of the other of the overall world bring them down and they were not using their heads uh they got into panic and hysteria which has been a uh really has destroyed some people over the last year in, in many aspects of their lives. If you never bought into that, and, and I, unfortunately I learned a lot about Bitcoiners through the, through that, uh, the situation with the virus and everything, because I thought Bitcoiners, they're not going to, they're not going to buy into this government thing and worry. And they know there's a day after tomorrow. They're not going to want to force people to do things. But unfortunately there were quite a few Bitcoiners that were just really happy with the situation. Uh, like that. Oh, that, now this will usher in the new financial regime and uh, we won't be able to leave our country and we shouldn't be able to do you to know, protect. We got to protect the vulnerable. So should we, we should all lock down. And they kind of twisted it around like government interference was, well, first of all, they were scared they were going to get sick, but some of them kind of twisted it to be like, yeah, this will, uh, this will make me, uh, we, we should embrace this lack of freedom because uh, it, it's, yeah. it'll be good for, for Bitcoin. And some of them, some of these dudes, I give them credit on one thing. They, there were some guys, they were so proud that they 
figured out that the virus was going to be spreading around the whole world. They knew back in January. There yes. were all these Bitcoiners, quite a few, that, that, that were in January were talking about it. In February, we were talking about it. And so they felt so happy with the overreaction of the governments because they discovered this thing and they felt so vindicated and they just took it to a whole – they stuck with that. I'm like, okay, dudes, yeah, you knew about this thing beforehand. You thought it was going to be horrible, but guess what? It isn't actually that horrible as you thought it was – great job. Here's a pat on the butt. You, you did well. You knew it was, it was real. Okay, you knew it was real, but now it's – Going to the other extreme, and you're still, and you're believing this, you know, you, you're believing this lockdown and stuff just because you're so proud that you got it right. Dude, come on, man. And so, that uh, I, I don't know how some of these people, um, I mean, they, they, they can say whatever the heck they want to say, but they're people who play close attention to my show know right around that time, there's certain people that have never been on my show again, uh, since then because I don't want them on my, I, I guess, I can't believe how, how they, uh, how they change their minds. I really can't believe some of the stuff. They, they've said, I just, I can't, I can't deal with, I, I can't, I really can't deal with this panic mentality that some of these dudes had for what, and I'm just trying to give logical re, I mean, I'm trying to bail them out here a little bit in the sense saying, you know, giving them an excuse, like, like saying, you, you just wanted bragging rights. You took your bragging rights to a whole new level and you lost your mind. Okay. But maybe it wasn't that maybe all along is just, they were just status to begin with. I don't know. Hey, you know what, to a certain extent, I think that might be kind of part of it. And, and I do, you know, uh, I, I've said this in the past. It's like some people get so hung up on being right that they forget that the whole point of, of discussions and everything like that is for us to be accurate and to discover truth. So, you know, it's like to me like that, that that's an ego trip on their part. You know, they they you know, at, at this point, they're going to start cheering whatever stupidity comes from it because they were right about this initial thing. Yeah. And it's so cringe. Yeah, it is. Ugh. It is. But uh, unfortunately, in this world of hysteria, a lot of people, they don't realize, they, they, they're like, okay, yeah, they are right. They, they, they're right. They discovered it. They're right. They're a Bitcoiner still, and uh, I'll wear a mask because they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Adam, Adam, man, this is this has actually been super cool. This this just flew right by. Uh, talking with you and and, and and shooting the shit, I uh, I mean, this is this has really been amazing. I really appreciate it. Um, I, yeah. I just want you, uh, if, if you can, can you please tell people where they can find you? Website? Well, yeah, this went, th th this went by real fast. And I love, always when I'm talking to guys, that when we get the high energy vibe going, I always <laughs> bring the high energy. It seems to go by fast. Yeah. I, I love things. I love when dudes in it, and it's been great talking with you. But yeah, follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T, that's Tech Vault. Uh, just go to disruptmeister.com. That'll take you to my YouTube videos. You can look up Bitcoin Meister on there. Unfortunately, most people don't have the skill to do that anymore. They just do what, what they watch whatever YouTube feeds them. And YouTube feeds you the most, the biggest nonsense on earth, altcoin stuff. So, I mean, whatever, you can use your head and actually like type in Adam Meister. But most people don't do, they are just so weak-minded. They let Google and YouTube think for them. And then they complain about Google and YouTube. But uh, that, that, that's it. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I want to give a shout out to the Canadian. You know, you're, you're from Canada originally. Mm -hmm. And there's, a, there's some Montrealers that are behind a site called coinbeast.com. Coinbeast.com. Yeah. They only do Bitcoin. They only talk about Bitcoin stuff. So I've been doing some projects with them. And they are, they are cool guys. So people, people should check out your, your fellow uh, uh, French Canadians uh, uh, up there. Because they are, they are hardcore Bitcoin. I mean, they're... They, they, they won't even say the word Ethereum, probably. Like, I, I say the word Ethereum and stuff. Because I mean, they, they, there's some people that are, they, they love, 
I call it the Bitcoin Inquisition. You cannot even, you have to be 100% pure as, as the, the fresh snow, okay? Uh, and I think that's taking it to an extreme, but uh, yeah, to, to each their own. If, if you're more of a, a check out the Coinbeast guys. They they're, they're fun too. They sponsor this podcast. And we oh. are going to, yeah, and we are going to help. We are actually going to help people find you okay on on youtube right we're going to help enable them we're going to put a link to obviously your website and your contact details in the show notes all right, all right. I, cool. I had no idea they had contact I, <laughs> I didn't even know i didn't know what they're doing behind the scenes. i'm awesome. doing just i i'm so in be in motion people <laughs> be in, do, do be involved in so many things that you don't even know all the stuff that's going on with the people that you have partnerships with that they happen to have a partnership with the dude that's interviewing you already it's awesome pound that like button people that's i love this space that's awesome man you are awesome oh. you are awesome adam thank you so much for joining me man this was really cool thank you cheers <laughs>